Climbing to the cockpit with pilot and Link Square's Chief Legal Officer, Tim Perilla, as he invites legal leaders aboard to share advice that will help you navigate even the most turbulent times of in-house counsel work. We'll cover a range of topics from data privacy to legal team structure to public company transactions and beyond. You don't want to miss this series. Fasten your seatbelt and prepare for takeoff. You're listening to Cockpit Council. Hey, everybody, and welcome to uh, our latest episode here of Cockpit Council. My name is Tim. I'm the Chief Legal Officer at Link Squares. With me today, I've got uh, Dave Balter. Dave is, uh, Dave is the CEO of Flipside Crypto, and we'll get him to tell you all about what that, uh, what that looks like and his journey there. Um, uh, but Dave, before we get into it, do you have a pre-flight ritual? <laughs> um, I do. I was, told, uh, I was told early in my career, there was another executive who before every flight over five hours, he would he brought a full set of pajamas and he would go into the bathroom in the front and he would change into this like flannel pajama set. And I was always like, that, that's crazy. Like, I, I don't want to be in, you know, but I now realize that being comfortable on a plane is the most important thing. So I have an outfit. It's not quite a, it's not quite pajamas, but, uh, but very comfortable set of garb because you're going to be sitting in that thing for a while. You, you ought to be comfortable, you know? So that's, um, Exactly right. The, uh, you know, it's, it's one thing if you're just doing the shuttle down to New York or DC, but you know, those longer haul flights, you're absolutely right. Gotta, gotta make most of the time. And usually that means sleep, especially if you're a CEO of a crypto company. So that's true. We don't sleep. CEOs of crypto companies. There's, we've learned how to not sleep. It's fine. We're vampires. So it's all good. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh So, um, so, so Dave, tell me, you know, uh, tell me a little bit. I know I, I'm trying to think the last time we talked. The last time we talked, I think was uh, in in any in any depth was over a couple of pints at Serafina a few years back. Um, but uh, what's uh, what's what's been going on with you since then? Tell us all about Flipside and uh, and what brought you what brought you to Flipside. Uh, brought you to to bring Flipside into existence and. Uh, and and sort of how that journey's gone. Okay, awesome. Um, well, yes, I do remember remember drinks at Serafina well, and I think we were early. Um, this was pre year time at Link Squares, and we were early at Flipside, just trying to figure out what we were doing. We were running a fund at the time. Um, <clears throat> we happened to have some algorithms that let us trade on fundamentals, and so we we had the small fund. Um, <clears throat> but to to back up just before that, maybe. I don't know the exact year, but maybe a year before that, um, what brought us into crypto, we had we were actually running a company in a in a different space in the in the death industry, um, the actual like the yeah the memorialization death industry, and um, <clears throat> that was going okay. It was venture back business, and you know we were doing okay and small team and starting to grow, and we got interested like many. This was early 2017 in crypto, and we started trading at night. And um, so we we trot off into this conference room. We trade crypto, and then we'd come back out. And um, you know, this is we do the work for the real company during the day, and then at night we go trade. Anyway, one night, the head of product, uh, Drew, um, sort of came up by at about nine p.m. And, he, and I remember him knocking, tapping on the window. Hey, can, can I come on in? Come on in. And he came in, 
And he said, I just want you two to realize it feels like you've joined some other tribe. And we were like, what? We were like, what are you talking about? And he left. And then me and Jim, who was, who was the CTO doing this, looked at each other and we're like, we're in trouble here because he's right. We're really passionate. And um, so I won't, I, won't, I won't go through all of the mess, but we eventually went to the venture capitalists and said, hey, we have this thing. We have this crypto thing. That's our side hustle, so to speak. We had raised a small fund for it and we have the core business. Um, and we informed them along the way, but we came and they said, we said, uh, we, what should we do? And they said, you guys decide, like uh, you pick, you want, you want to run the death business, go do that. You want to get into crypto, go do that. And we eventually told, uh, chose flip side and um, wound down the other company and that was it. So totally, I think we're probably the only company I'd like to say we're the only company that went from death to crypto. Maybe, maybe I can <laughs> stand on that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's how we got started. Yeah. There might be there might be a few companies that go the other way, but we'll see, right? <laughs> I'm sure there'll be. There's already been quite a few. I'm sure there'll be many. Um, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, I hope to not be one of them. Uh, I'll just say what we're doing. If you know, very quickly, we started as a fund, um, so we had this. We had a way of extracting data from blockchains and understanding client behaviors, and we were investing where we would see customers. Aggregating. I mean, it was a pretty simple model on an investment model. Like, hey, there's customers here. We should invest there. Um, <clears throat> what started happening a couple of years in was blockchain started calling us, uh, the blockchains themselves, the protocols themselves. Hey, hey, you guys know this some info about our customers we can't find. Can you sell it to us? And right. so we, you know, for for a while we said no, we're a fund, and then we were like, oh, I don't know, all right, sure. And we started selling it. Um, uh, that model evolved into where we exist today, um, which is we um, we actually uh, uh, take in assets from blockchains either through a delegation or a grant. So basically, they either loan us money there in their token, or they grant us money. They actually give it to us in their token. We turn those into bounties. So we take small sub segments of that capital and we go to the ecosystem and we say, all right, this blockchain needs to insight built on. I don't know, the change in the in value creation or, you know, the comparison of liquidity pools or NFT behaviors, whatever. And we'll pay somebody, I don't know, $500 in the token of this blockchain to go build that. And then we give them our data for free to go build whatever needs to be built. Um, so we're now doing that at scale. We run about 1,200 bounties per week. Um, our partners are Terra and um algorand and many ethereum protocols ave and sushi swap and folks like that and we we run these programs for them that's pretty wild that, that's crazy to see that 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 sort of shift in uh in sort of fundamental direction of the business well not only just from the depth to the you know to to flip side but then uh then even within that uh it's it's a pretty remarkable change it goes from you know okay how are we thinking about planning and and basically utilizing crypto as a financial planning tool to okay we have this information and now we're promoting the development of blockchain technologies using it right it's uh that's right it's pretty uh it's it's pretty amazing how how that happens um you know one of the things that uh that most people are going to ask about when you talk about crypto is you know number one 
what which which one if you think that any one is going to be the one that survives which one do you think um and also uh you know can you talk a little bit about the volatility uh you know i i follow regularly ethereum and bitcoin uh but really haven't had a ton of time to follow a whole lot else but um you know obviously there's been a good bit of volatility in in the crypto space uh, i wonder if you talk just a little bit about that Sure. Um, I'll preface with the standard. This is not investment advice. Um, I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> I gotta Perfect. say it. That's what they, you know. Whatever. Yeah, I gotta say it. Anyway, you guys, you're, you guys know legal. You gotta, you gotta say stuff. Exactly. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, full disclaimer. Full disclaimer. Um, so the first is, you know, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise people to cherry pick in this space like what's the one you know there is no one there's lots and lots of different opportunities generally around things that um you know that, uh, that you might be obsessed by right if you like if you like sort of store value types of things yeah big, go after bitcoin if you think a platform is gonna you know one platform is gonna exist maybe you want to invest in things on ethereum if you if you believe uh, that you know NFTs of the future, maybe pay attention to flow. Like go where your go where your passion lies, as opposed to trying to like cherry pick one asset that's gonna you know win. Um, I would say I'm a big believer there will be multiple blockchains that exist in the long run. Um, there won't be a hundred. Um, there there probably will be you know let's call it ten. I don't know ten and twenty a small number of highly effective applications, blockchains that have protocols running on them, there'll be consolidation, et cetera. So you're in an era where there's anyone, you know, anyone could be the winner at this point. There's a lot happening. Um, but, you know, I would, um, I would, I would, uh, you know, we, we talked with our, um, our partners about um, two things. One, um, potential energy for a blockchain and kinetic energy, potential energy being, you know, this blockchain may have raised a ton of capital, but they don't yet have, you know, momentum or customers or, you know, their protocols building and kinetic energy where there's already sort of like behaviors happening, customers showing up. Um, so I'm I'm still a good sort of believer in like you go where there are customers. Right. If there's kinetic energy, you know, pay attention, you know, like anything, if there people are buying the product, you know, using it that's probably a pretty good signal that there's something there and you should pay attention to it. Um, yep. Um, I will, I will last thing I'll say just really quick is like this volatility thing, like the best feature ever. Okay. <laughs> the best. Okay. It's not a bug. It is a feature. Like where can you go get, first of all, in a stable volatility, if you're using a Terra ecosystem, you can put money into Terra and get 20% APY for doing nothing. Right. Okay. Go find me another, go, go find, you know, go find a typical banker that gets that for you. Or, you know, Bitcoin's at what over 50K today. It was at 48K a couple of days ago. And it was like, great. People should have bought in. Where else can you go make $2,000 a unit you know, right. in a day or two? Like, that's amazing. That's amazing. Like, go do that. That's where, that's the, that's the benefit, man. It's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That was, you know, that was something that, uh, so I don't, I don't know. I, I think we probably talked a little bit about this, but prior to joining DraftKings, I was a co-founder in a startup that was, uh, 
that that built a derivatives exchange where uh, options were originated and settled in Bitcoin. Easily could have been any other crypto. It didn't really matter. It was really, you know, it was really just building that exchange. And um, you know, one of our one of our our what we thought was a really strong selling point was that this can help provide some stability to the volatility that that was happening in Bitcoin at the time. It was in you know 2014, the whole Silk Road stuff, and um, you know. It was interesting as we went to talk to potential investors, uh, because exactly as you say, they were the investors that were interested in the space in 2014 wanted the volatility, right? Because mm. exactly as you say, where else can you get these kind of returns uh, in in any other you know stable market, so to speak? And so uh, yep. yeah, it's it's absolutely fascinating to uh, absolutely fascinating to see sort of that mentality carrying through and, and continuing and and quite frankly if you really think about it i mean i don't know how you know some of the major investment firms that have gotten into crypto uh, have influenced this but like speculation due to that volatility is really what helped build a lot of the critical mass i would say I mean, speculation from from first of all, speculation on anything is what builds, you know, industries. Right. Uh, and and this one just happens to have a very different, unique feature, you know. And I like to think, you know, I'm I'm of a certain age, and you know, I got a, I got a lot of DGens, what they call DGens in our business, the the you know the two true crypto natives, the youngins. They don't see volat. They don't like see it the way I grew up seeing volatility of like, oh, you know, that's dangerous. They see it as like yeah, like that's why I'm here. I mean, I what like I don't want to be bored, you know. And it's sort of a badge of honor of making, you know, dumb mistakes. I mean, I I was just in a a thing called Cost Constitution DAO where you could you know, maybe buy the Constitution and you know, um, uh, forty million or so was raised and um, and actually Ken Griffith and Citadel came and outbid, which was even more amazing. But the that the constitution get, get, didn't get bought. And I, I was like, oh, all right, I guess it's over. And I refunded, I got my Ethereum back. And, right. then, and then like 10 days later, a bunch of people are, hey, you didn't sell your, your tokens, did you? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, it's up like 40X. I mean, you should, what? And I'm like, I swear to God. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah. I mean, I would, it would have been like a, would have like been a year's salary. I mean, it would have been crazy. And I'm like, what? But that's just, and then it, and then the whole space is like, hey man, that's what happens, you know. You, yeah. You got to You got to play to. I'm like, oh my god, and that's just part of the fun for everybody. <laughs> I, yeah. Anyway, one less one less vacation right there, but anyway, that's what it is. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, listen, you're in obviously you're and you've been in the the, the crypto space for some time, cutting edge. Um, you know. You're not a lawyer by trade, and that's one of the you know one of the reasons why I actually wanted to bring you on here is um, you know listen you're you're an exact you're 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 through and through start like when I think of a quintessential startup executive I think Dave Balter um, when you when you think of when when you think of what you know what this next generation of attorneys that you want to be working with can do. To help you, what you know, what is a good 
chief legal officer to you? What is a good general counsel to you? And what is what is a good outside law firm attorney to you? Oh my God, so many questions in there. Um, okay, well, the first is um, you're seeing a pretty a pretty weird thing happening in the crypto industry, or I don't know, maybe or the legal industry related to crypto, which is a lot of the in-house lawyers who get smart at crypto are, I'm sorry, a lot of the, the law firm lawyers who are getting smart at crypto are getting poached at scale into in-house positions. Um, and so like literally when you go, when you're in, looking, I need a, I need someone who really understands crypto. I'm going to go try to do this type of transaction. You start calling the law firms and the law firms are all like, you know, like, oh, you called, you know, Bob over at blank and Mary over at blank. And you, everyone you call, they're like, ooh, Bob went in house and Mary went over to FTX and all these. And you're like, I mean, it's literally, it's a bloodbath because they're all getting pulled out. Um, that's one thing that's fascinating. The second thing that's fascinating is the associates now have more capability than the partners. So yeah. like I've called a few firms where, where the partner is like, listen, you don't want me. You don't want to work with the like real experience. You want this, you know, three-year-old, so three, three, three years in legal associate. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, they know a lot more than I do. You got to go talk to them. So that's fascinating to me. Like it inverted the behaviors. Um, right. The thing you really, let's say you could find one, let's say you found a lawyer that, you know, hey, there's someone to work with. Um, they really do have to understand, um, like I think every lawyer is probably thinking a lot about the balance of risk and return and, you know, counsel that, you know, you, you got to figure out what's, you know, what, what's the line. I think crypto's line is, um, you know, there's probably a lot more sort of unknowns out there. Um, true unknowns. No, no one has made a, a you know a commitment to this type of legal, um, you know, a, a true legal belief uh, or a legal statement about this. We're just going to have to guess, okay? And so you want someone who is well read, well versed, watching closely the market, who is in crypto. Okay, that's really important. Like, you know, I want someone who's in a couple DAOs, who's who's, yeah, maybe they trade a bit, I don't know, but it's much more that they're like in it because it moves so fast and it's changing every day. You you better have someone who's capable of seeing the movements in real time. Um, right. And that's hard. I mean, there's that's, that's you have to commit to do that. And how many lawyers are, you know, gonna say I'm gonna stake my career on committing to this industry and really understanding every day what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I think about, what uh, what some of the issues are in in generally emerging technology and, and emerging industries and you know in in some ways I can draw some parallels to what what I experienced at DraftKings and some of the you know some of the uh, regulatory clarity that we uh, that we sought and and eventually obtained there around the paid fantasy sports and you know it's it seems to me at least you know, I haven't. So I haven't been following it much since 2014, um, when you know when when uh, Jake and I shuttered Bitfuture, and um, but you know that was right around the time when the New York Department of Financial Services started to promulgate draft regulations around crypto and things like that, and um, you know, but ultimately I haven't seen a whole lot of a whole lot of movement from a regulatory perspective. I, 
you know, I'm, I'm not sure if you've been following sort of the regulatory side of it at all, if there's anything or if it's still kind of this nebulous, like people are just sort of weeding through it or uh, sort of what what's happening there. Um, yeah, so this morning, I'll see if I can even, um, there's a there's a big government, uh, let's see if I can find it, it was a uh, crypto testimony at the House Financial Services um, hearing was today. Oh, and, nice. um, is today. I mean, it's still, still probably going on. People from Coinbase and Jeremy Lair from Circle up here in Boston and Brian Brooks at Bitfury and um, Chad Carscarilla Kar- from uh, Paxos. So all these folks are there giving testimony. I, I, do- I dove in for a second just to watch it happen and everyone had prepared remarks and all this stuff. And right. one of the questions was, um, you know, we're really talking about Web3. This is from a this is from a House committee member. We're talking about Web three. Um, uh, can you explain the difference in that between Web one and Web two? Okay. Okay, which I thought was a fascinating. It's not about crypto yet. I mean, they're they're talking about crypto, but like we are talking about a fundamental shift in the behaviors of of technology and people. Right? It's not right. just there's crypto. It's that there was a set of rules in Web 2, the way that people stood up companies and how people engaged in the eyeballs and all the things that made Web 2 a thing. And Web 3 is totally different. Right. And so the first thing is there's a committee hearing today you, that gives you some point of view on like what's happening in regulation. The regulators are trying to understand what the heck is going on out there. And then second, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not so small to be like, tell me about this coin. Tell me about crypto. We're talking about web one, two, and three, like major, major shifts in behaviors. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. And it's actually, you know, it's actually pretty uh, uh, pretty encouraging to see that level of uh, that level of thoughtfulness coming from the folks who are seeking to regulate this space to really get a full understanding around it. And, you know, I mean, having, having played a little bit in some of the, some of the politics games at, uh, uh, when I, when I was at DraftKings, it, it definitely, um, is something that if, if you are seeking clarity, it's a very positive thing to see a regulator taking their time and actually trying to get it right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. often, oftentimes what you'll see is failed regulation is the regulation that's passed in sort of a knee-jerk fashion or, you know, a, sort of a fly-by-night fashion. And so that's, that's absolutely encouraging to hear. Yeah. I mean, you're, this battle is only beginning, I'm sure, between regulators understanding and positions of, you know, open, open, uh, decentralization, et cetera. But, um, you know, uh, it is important enough that people are having real big conversations at the at these types of levels. Um, you know, something major is happening, and uh, it's pretty awesome. I'm I'm excited to be part of it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, so so what's next for Flipside? And what and what's and what's next? Um, for you? Oh, for me, I'm just trying to like get through every day, man. I'm like waking up. I mean, literally, you know, crypto, like I wake up in the morning and the whole market, the whole space has changed one, you know, one transformation after another. So this is, this is a, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to keep up, 
um, to be honest. Uh, so I can't even think about what's next from here. But um, you know, flip side, um, you know, one thing we're, we've been doing is we helped uh, summon, I guess is the way you'd say it, but summon a DAO, um, a decentralized organization around metrics. So all of the data providers in the industry are able to put their data into this DAO and any blockchain or protocol that is interested in having analytics designed for it. Um, you know, there are thousands of people in that DAO who are ready and willing to engage. And so you've got you know, we like to think um, Flipside's probably closer to a Web2 company. We we have a team that goes and provides services to, to DAOs. Web3 is is allowing that to be open to the market. And so, um, you know, the next frontier for us is really contributing our IP, um, summoning, you know, other forms of sort of uh, communities to go build things that, that help the overall ecosystem grow. And... Um, that's been pretty fun. It's been it's been wild to see so many people um, come together under sort of one united front. It's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and you know, one final question. I know we're running out of time here. Um, for you know, for attorneys who are looking to get into the space, I know you said that you're looking for someone who is who is really in crypto. Well, let's say I have absolutely no idea other than what I see on the news and, um, you know, read in sort of mainstream mainstream media sources or, or watch mainstream media sources. What are some resources I can use to really get smart and really sort of understand what's happening? Um, you know, as lawyers, uh, we're, we tend to, most of us tend to be pretty diligent people and uh, like to go a little bit farther than just sort of what, uh, what we can get from a quick Google search. What are some good resources that uh, that can just help uh, help us get uh, get a little bit smarter and um, and learn a little bit of how to speak the language? Yeah, um, so I'd say two things. One, it, one is a little more abstract. One's one's more direct. So one is I'd re recommend everyone read the original Satoshi Bitcoin white paper. It's short but very telling, um, and that gives you a lot in a very small set of pages. Um, two is, you know, there's a there's a sort of a rag of media outlet called Coin Telegraph in the space, which is it's like the USA Today of crypto. I, I take of it. There's like a Telegram feed of it. You could just 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 join it free and watch as the headlines come in. Right, you start seeing patterns and and paying attention. And then the third is um, maybe maybe too obvious, I guess, but like A16Z has a great library of content they're updating all the time and so i would actually just go over to a60 let them do the work they're smart they got a lot of people doing a lot of things so like i go over there and i'm like what'd you put in there today i'll read your stuff i mean that's great so um so that's a nice easy place to start and it's got all levels of information and you know just digest what you can find there that's awesome well dave it was great catching up we absolutely need to. Uh, we need to make sure it's not as long between our uh, our catch-ups as this one's been. We're uh, we're we're way too close in geographic proximity for it to have been this long. So um, let's definitely plan to get together maybe right after the first of the year. And uh, and thanks let's again for us. And uh, yeah, uh, this this was great. It was awesome having you on. Cool. All right. I will do Tim. And I don't know if Serafina is even there anymore, but if it is, it, it's it there. Is it there? I don't know. I don't think it's there. 
Yeah, we're we're going to have to find a new location. Maybe we'll go to Smith Olenski over there on uh, Congress or something. Uh, I like it. Halfway. I like it. I like it. Okay. All right. Have a great day. Thanks, Tim. Nice to see you. Thanks for setting this up. No, thank you, Dave. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye.